Keep God's word on your lips. Meditate on it day and night. Be careful to do what it says. Then you will truly be successful. Keep God's word on your lips. Meditate on it day and night. Be careful to do what it says. Then you will truly be successful. Welcome to day 65 of our 90 day challenge. Today's topic is where is your apron? Be careful to do what it says Then you will truly be successful Romans the first chapter and the first verse reads this way Paul, a servant of Christ Jesus, called to be an apostle and set apart for the gospel of God the gospel he promised beforehand through his prophets in the holy scriptures regarding his son, who as to his earthly life was a descendant of David and who through the spirit of holiness was appointed the son of God in power by his resurrection from the dead, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Through him, we received grace and apostleship to call all the Gentiles to the obedience that comes from faith for his name's sake. And you also are among those Gentiles who are called to belong to Jesus Christ. To all in Rome who are loved by God and called to be his holy people, grace and peace to you from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for all of you because your faith is being reported all over the world. God whom I serve in my spirit in preaching the gospel of his son is my witness how constantly I remember you in my prayers at all times. And I pray that now at last, by God's will, the way may be opened for me to come to you. I long to see you so that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to make you strong. That is, that you and I may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith. I do not want you to be unaware, brothers and sisters, that I planned many times to come to you, but have been prevented from doing so until now, in order that I might have a harvest among you, just as I have had among the other Gentiles. I am obligated both to Greeks and non-Greeks, both to the wise and the foolish. That is why I am so eager to preach the gospel also to you who are in Rome, for I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew, then to the Gentile. For in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed, a righteousness that is by faith from first to last, just as it is written, the righteous will live by faith. The wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all the godlessness and wickedness of people who suppress the truth by their wickedness, since what may be known about God is plain to them, because God has made it plain to them. For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made, so that people are without excuse. And that ends our reading for today. Our topic again is where is your apron? There is so much I can say about the book of Romans. 
But what leapt out from the pages today was the first verse and the first description of who Paul is. In a word, Paul was a servant. And my question for you is this. If you asked your close friends, am I a servant? How would they respond? How would you respond? Are you a servant leader? Are you attracted to community service or is that an afterthought in your mind? Well, in Christ, service is an outward expression of an inward conviction. All of the other disciplines, praying, fasting, and worship are done within us in order to produce a heart that gives and lives to serve with humility. Jesus shows us this best when he washes his disciples' feet. The beautiful imagery in this passage is a message in itself. On the last meal Jesus was to partake in with his disciples, he intentionally chose to wash their feet. It's the last deed he did before he was arrested and persecuted. And if it is true that what someone does last is most important, then washing the disciples' feet is a clue into how important service was to Jesus. When Peter denied Jesus the privilege of service, he missed the lesson Jesus was trying to teach. The point of Jesus doing what he did was to show the disciples what he was expecting them to do as well. This is why he says, if I do this for you, then you need to do this for one another. Scripture says, so when he had washed their feet, taken his garment and sat down again, he said to them, do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord and you say, well, for so I am. If I am then your Lord and teacher have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet, for I have given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. Now look, modern pedicures are one thing, but can you imagine the humility and love Jesus had to possess to stoop down and wash his disciples' feet? His disciples did not wear sneakers. They wore sandals. Their feet were always exposed to dirt, and everywhere they walked, dirt kissed their feet. There weren't paved roads or cement grounds, and yet Jesus washed their feet, including Peter, the one that would deny him three times, including Thomas, the one who would doubt the authenticity of his resurrection. What this teaches us about servitude is major. This type of activity can't be accomplished by the immature. Serving is grown folks business. The willingness to do so is an indication that one is maturing in spiritual values and virtues. It's easy to read a book on humility. It is much more difficult to actually live with humility. In the same way, service is a tool God uses to teach us virtues that can't be learned from textbooks but only in the school of experience. If we are to live like Christ, then service cannot be seen as an optional exercise. Service is a regular practice. The apostle Paul, I believe, took his cues from Jesus. For Matthew 20, 28 reminds us that just as the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Please reread that scripture again for just a moment. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. Know this, Jesus never asks us to do what he doesn't do himself. 
He is not the kind of leader who expects to be served without serving us first. Instead, he models all throughout the Gospels the blessing of servant leadership. When you serve your fellow brother and sister, you discipline yourself to remember the purpose of our salvation. Jesus served us by sacrificing himself. In the same way, service is a sacrifice. You may not always want to do it, but it is something that God enables you by his spirit to do. Our purpose for being saved is to serve in similar fashion. Our service in the world is a billboard shining forth the love of Christ to a broken world. Our selfless love corroborates to unbelievers that God is real. Jesus gave his life as a ransom to many. What are you giving in your life as a sign that Jesus lives in you? If you don't have millions of dollars to give, what else could you give to serve the world? Maybe you can tutor students for free. Maybe you can visit the nursing home and read to the elderly. Maybe you can fix someone's car without charging them what you would normally charge. Maybe you can offer to buy someone's food in the grocery line this week. The point is, we should see examples of Christ's heart to serve in our lives. Romans 12.10 says, be kindly affectioned one to another with brotherly love and honor preferring one another. By preferring one another, Paul means for us to serve with kindness and love. Christian service is not found in deeds empty of heart or donations devoid of kindness. Service to others is a telltale sign that Jesus lives in us. This is the challenge and the call of the worshiper who insists upon being more like Jesus. This week, See your acts of service as literal seeds of kindness given to the world from the Father himself and wear your apron. Serve the Lord with gladness. Know that you are a vessel God is using to change the world. What an honor to be used by God in this way. So what is your worship work? It is to make sure that you leave your house with more than your phone, your keys, and your mask. Make sure that you have on your apron. Whether visible or invisible, remember that the greatest among us are servants.
What kind of song would you like me to sing? Cause I'll dance a dance for you, pour up my love for you. What can I do for you, beautiful king? Cause I can't thank you enough. Cause I can't thank you enough. So what can I do for you? What can I bring to you? What kind of song would you like me to sing? All that it is for you, pop my love for you. What can I do for you?
Thank you. 